Hello and welcome back to the View Church Podcast. Uh, this is Jake. I am the host of the View Church Podcast, and we are excited to talk about another uh, beatitude, which is, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, George, this is a, tr- a trying time of year right now, and uh, to be pure in heart, I think, needs some clarification for all of us out there that are uh, would love to have a purity of heart, but may not feel that we have a lot of purity in heart. So um, from your pastoral perspective, can you talk a lot, of, a little bit about um, exactly what this means and uh, when it says to see God, what does this beatitude mean and kind of some of the context around it? I think it starts, Jesus was having a debate with the Pharisees of his day, and they um, actually saw this in vastly different ways. Mm. Um the Pharisees saw goodness or purity of heart as just doing the right thing. Right. Jesus saw it in a little different way, and he saw it in the way it's becoming the kind of people who naturally do the right thing. Mm. And there's 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 quite a difference there. That's yeah. why he would go on to teach, you know, um, do not kill. Mm. You know, so we all feel pretty good about that right. you know hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um he took it a, a step further and said but are you the kind of person that secretly would like to kill someone right are there something in your heart yes that would secretly celebrate a misfortune mm. happening to someone yeah so once again jesus's understanding of purity of heart and the nature of goodness um is really about the kind of people that that we're becoming in the world. So mm-hmm. that's where I start with it. Um, and it's asking the question, um, what kind of person do I really want to be? Mm. And that's a different question because I think when initially when we started talking about this beatitude before we recorded, one thing that stood out to me was um, the early lessons I got on from my early uh, Christian experience of the guilt factor of it, that I wasn't pure in heart. And so that's kind of the whole reason I was there to get kind of cleaned up and everything. And that was, I'm glad you said that about the Pharisees because that was kind of how I was taught was, and maybe a lot of people that um, have had a similar experience where to be pure in heart is to not have um, bad thoughts and to uh, to not curse or not to do all these things. And it ends up being so much more behavioral from an outside in perspective instead of checking in and saying, why do I want to do that in the first place? Right. Or exactly what's going on with me. So this is uh, wildly popular in today's uh, in today's uh, spiritual world. Everybody's talking about intuition. Everybody's talking about listening to our heart's guidance. And Jesus is saying this a long time ago to say, listen, like to be pure in heart, I'm guessing, George, you're saying that you first have to access your heart and listen to your heart. Is that kind of what you're saying versus it being more behavioral? Yeah, I think it starts with he connects the heart with seeing. Mm. And that there's a particular way that our heart is being shaped or going and the direction that it is being guided in um, determines what we see in the world around us. So he makes this connection with the inner world and the outer world. And um, it isn't just a list of do's and don'ts. Yes. Um, and I think the beauty of Jesus, it's, it's, I've heard this said that there's two things that bring about change or transformation in people. One of them is that you're so miserable that 
you know, that misery moves you to change. Mm. But the second one is, is that you see a possibility mm. that you can change. And that possibility is a much better uh, way of living and, yeah. and hope grows and you're inspired by that. And so Jesus's invitation of the pure in heart mm. will see God is coming out of that inspiration of mm. going, you can be this kind of person mm. that sees more beauty and more goodness in the world. So it, it, maybe you could take the word God and replace it with goodness. Mm. Someone that's pure in heart, um, their heart hasn't given into the cynicism, mm. um, you know, of the world around them. And so they have a heart that holds out that I could still find goodness mm. even when things around me maybe don't look the best or mm. um, the world isn't everything that I would hope it to be or I'm not everything that I would hope to be. So, so you could even turn it inwardly mm. that we can still see goodness in ourselves because God sees goodness in us. Mm. And when we can see that, it changes the direct trajectory of how we live our lives and, and what we're seeing in the world around us. Mm. So uh, Jesus makes this connection between the heart and seeing, and um, it's something that we should open our hearts to practice. Yeah, and I think in, in psychology, um, it's called a paradigm shift, and I think it, it's essentially we're talking about perception. And so oftentimes, I'm so glad you used that word vision and seeing because we lose our consciousness that that's how so many times uh, the lens that we see through is what's really going on in our lives. So if I see and I'm angry with people or I'm angry with what's going on out there, there's a really good chance, if I'm honest, that that's just really a mirror kind of reflecting back what's going on in my own heart. Maybe I'm a little angry at myself or um, I was listening to uh, a podcast the other day of um, somebody I respect a lot and he made the point, he said, if I get to the point where I'm about to raise my voice, I have to check in with myself and I have to check in with my heart. That's not easy to do, especially if you're if we have listeners that have kids out there, they'll, they'll take you to the brink and you feel like you need to raise your voice. But I think it's so powerful. What Jesus is saying is that the sin is just the effect, the cause, the cause is what we're talking about. What's in your heart? Where, where are you feeling? That is what extends, right? And so that can also color the way that you see the world. And you mentioned earlier, um, George, about uh, that this has a tie to finding purpose and meaning. So can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. When I, uh, people that inspire me the most are people who they have a purity of heart that as another spiritual uh, um, teacher said, this is to wield the one thing. Mm. Like they have zeroed in on a particular purpose in their life mm. or uh, a meaning that their life has, or they're more aware and awake to the gifts yeah. that they have that not only benefit themselves, right. but make the world around them a better place. Yep. So this purity in heart is seeing God in such a way that we don't just imagine mm. um, a particular purpose that sounds good to us or right. a meaningful life that sounds good to us, yeah. but there's this larger divine guidance in our life that is every day and every step of the way is leading yeah. us more deeply into a meaningful life that fulfills its purpose. Mm. And so, yeah, purity of heart um, can 
uh, help us see that we have a more purposeful life and there's yeah. a thing that we've been given to do mm, in the world. And some of us find that early on in life. Some right. of us find that later on in life. But I would say when I find someone who is living that fully, mm. I would go, that's purity of heart. Yeah. There was a um, um, something I was reminded of, and I'm just going to say it because I'm not ashamed that I love Matthew McConaughey. I love him. And, you know, he's, he's just got a new book out called Green Lights, and, it, and he was uh, interviewed by somebody talking about this book. And he, he has a lot of depth. I mean, I think that many people assume, you know, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a movie star, et cetera. But he talks in this podcast episode about becoming an egoic uh, um, um, utilitarian. And essentially what he's saying is, is by becoming his best self, by, by being who he is in his truest sense, that is how he actually serves everybody. And we all have this sense that um, finding out who we are and being true to ourselves is selfish. But I think what you're saying and what Jesus is saying and what a lot of people are saying now is actually to be true to your heart and to be true to yourself will actually help all those around us. And when we're not, that's oftentimes because we're trying to do the right thing by chasing after being pure in heart. That's what inevitably causes all the problems. It really is a yin and a yang. We're talking about two different approaches. And I have found that I am naturally more pure in heart when I am trying to, to, to check in with my heart and say, am I being honest with myself about how I feel about this? And knowing that God supports that. I mean, to me, that's such a big thing because many of us were taught, you know, to not listen to ourselves or to not trust ourselves. That was, that was such a core thing for me. It was like, no, no, you can't trust your heart. Your heart's wicked. You can only trust God. So don't trust your heart. We all are mending from that, I think. And so I just wanted to see if you had some thoughts on exactly, you know, um, how, how that plays out in our own spiritual life when for a lot of us out there, maybe they're a lot like me, have been taught to not trust themselves um, in their spiritual tradition. Yeah, I mean, the scriptures speak of that our hearts are deep waters. Mm. and But to have a desire, mm. to want to have more purity of heart so that you could live more fully in who you truly are and who God's made you to be, um, just the exploration of that, just the opening up your life to that, um, this purity of heart is not, you get it, you know, it's one download in one moment. <laughs> this purity of heart is, is a journey. Right. It, is, it is a continually bringing your heart. And we keep coming back to this word surrender. Um, it's surrendering what you know now to a larger um, purpose and meaning of your life. And it's a trust in something outside of yourself too. So it's both trusting more deeply with what is within, but it's also that is surrendered. And if there's a more beautiful, divine use of what I now see, mm. guide me, mm. um, help me see, um, you know, uh, help me grow into that. Mm. And it's not one of feeling shame or guilt. It's one of inspiration. Mm. And this is just how God works in our lives, that when we truly see God, we don't feel worse about ourselves. When we truly see God, we might actually see the pure heart that we truly have, the one that God has always seen. Mm. And so, like you said, these things go back and forth. Um, but it is possible mm. that this purity of heart could lead to seeing God in a way 
that we actually see our best selves because mm-hmm. as we see him, we see the love, we see the, the hope, we see the beautiful thing that God sees he's making us into. Mm. And the combination of that leads to a more purposeful, more meaningful life. There was, um, that was very well put because there was something I read the other day that said, the way you see yourself is the way you see the world. And I think that that's so powerful because oftentimes we're our hardest critic, if we're honest, right? I mean, sometimes what keeps us from being pure in heart is because we know our laundry list of all the things that we're not doing or letting ourselves down on or not performing because we live in this Western performance-based society. So we can be hard on ourselves. And uh, and when we see ourselves and we judge ourselves as being less than or, or all the reasons why we're not good, it's so easy to project that outward. But if we could just adopt, like you said, so beautifully to think that God doesn't see us the way we see ourselves, to me, there's just so much freedom in that. Yeah, and that's the starting point. Mm. The starting point would be to uh, believe in the possibility that God sees something far better than we could ever see in ourselves. Mm. So to open our hearts to becoming more pure in heart should not be fearful. Mm -hmm. It should not be, well, God's going to discover the worst. No, God is probably going to, you know, uh, look at all the clutter and and move some things out, and he's going to help us see the best that has always Mm -hmm. been there. And it's it's that kind of love. It's that kind of seeing beyond the shortcomings, the things that we might judge ourselves more most harshly on. Um, and discovering that we can transcend it all because there really is an inspiration mm. and a love that is pulling us way far beyond those those things. So um, that is the spiritual life, yeah. to see perhaps what God has seen all along. Mm. And it reminds me of um, the fruits of the Spirit. That's used a lot. It talks about, you know, the... It, we, we all know what the fruits of the Spirit are. We can, you know, if you went to vacation Bible school, you can pretty much quote it. But I think the key that I remind myself of often, and it reminds me of what you're talking about, George, the fruits of the Spirit are only fruits because they're connected to a tree, right? So if the, 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 the fruits of the Spirit, they come out because they're connected to something that's larger than themselves. So it's um, the fruits don't grow themselves. They're connected to a, a tree that then produces the fruit. And I think that... Um, so many of us forget that we didn't create ourselves, right? And um, we, we, the moment that we try to step into controlling and, and understanding and not surrendering is the moment that we kind of cut off this very life force that's within us that's like, there's something larger going on here that you don't understand. And you don't, there's things about you that are still gifts within this like inner treasure world that you have that are waiting, that I'm waiting to continue to show you. But um, I think the word surrender, and I think it's just the timing of this, we have to be honest with how fearful this is, how fearful what we're all moving through, moving into uh, coming out of Thanksgiving, then moving into Christmas. Um, we're all experiencing massive disruptions in our in our comforts, even just the basic things. And to be able to find uh, more treasure, to be able to find more strength through that, to me, um, is really the gift. Absolutely. And... Uh, we get there not by some magic potion or some adding some instant spiritual discipline. Mm. Um, it really is a moment-by-moment journey of learning to surrender, right. of learning to trust that we're not alone in this. And 
Um, Jake, to my surprise and to many people's surprise, we get a lot of help. And sometimes it comes in the form of God speaking through another human being. Mm. Sometimes it happens in just a still moment where my awareness sees something or understands something and my heart wants to grow and deepen in it. So it, it really is uh, in every way um, not striving harder for it, mm. but desiring it more than you ever have. So um, desire is good. Mm. To desire to be the best person that God has made me to be mm. is different than having an image of a God that's disappointed mm. in me and seeing all the things, all the reasons why God should reject me or why I can't be that. But that isn't what God sees at all. And so it does take time mm. and, um, you know, learning and letting go of some things and picking up some others. And uh, But I think we do find that there is a divine love and presence that walks with us through it all. And if we can learn to trust it, there really is uh, a better experience of who we were made to be. And so um, we get there with a lot of grace mm. and a lot of love and a lot of uh, the help of seeing beyond mm. our own brokenness and our own woundedness. Mm. And I think that disappointment, frustration, on the other side of that, it's not apathy. It, on the other side of that, is a desire um, to to experience that peace. To and then I think it turns to where do you where do you then seek? Do you continue to put pressure on yourself? Do you continue to um, try harder, or do you surrender and look for it elsewhere? And I think that as you were saying, as you look for it elsewhere, and you realize there is a power that's beyond you, you inevitably start to produce these fruits of the spirit and you start to have purity of heart and you start to see things and other people, you see them as gifts, you see them as all these things. And so, um, what a great, what a great message, um, for that, George. And I think that, um, we just want to let you all know that, um, that this is a process of surrender over and over and over again. And it's not about even getting it right all the time. It's about giving yourself a lot of grace. And that, again, we're in it with you. We are practicing this uh, daily as we move through uh, these uncharted territories and don't really know what the future holds, but what an opportunity really to uh, to learn to surrender more and uh, to continue to find that peace and grace and uh, to find our own period in the heart. Well, George, thank you so much for sitting down. We will be back soon. And uh, if you want to find out anything more about View Church, you can visit us online at www.viewchurch.org. As always, you can reach out to Jeff and George if you're just needing some pastoral help. And uh, if you're enjoying the show and you enjoy this podcast, please uh, share it with others that you may find are in a spot um, that this could be nourishing to them in their own personal life. And uh, that's really the main desire behind that is to uh, usher love throughout um, not only this area of Nashville, but throughout um, uh, our, our nation and our world. So we thank you guys for listening. Uh, you're a valued part of this, and we'll be back soon. Take care.